the rookie end. Watford win this game. And this is what it sounded like beforehand. And welcome to From the Rookie End, inside Wembley Stadium. Not for the first time, and probably not for the last time. Uh, it's pre-match, uh, with me is Kelly. Good afternoon, John, I'm feeling nervous. <laughs> wow. uh, Colin. Good afternoon. And the latest Watford fan, everyone knows, because I've seen it in action here, Hanson. How you do? So we are pre-match, Colin. Yes. We talked on the, after the Fulham game, who would play, who would start, who would be the goalkeeper particularly, who would start up front with Deeney. It wasn't would Deeney start up front, it was who would start with Deeney. And we know the goalkeeper is Gomez and the striker alongside him, uh, uh, Deeney, is Andre Gray. How surprised are you? Uh, I'm a little bit surprised because, as I said on Tuesday, I think that Andre is a better bet off the bench. I can't see how Delafeo can make an impact off the bench, really, because... He's, he is very fast, and we haven't really seen him off the bench, so he might surprise us. But it always feels like Delafeo starts, and then Gray comes on with his pace and strength against tired defences. So I'm a little bit surprised, but I have to say, I do think he deserves it. He deserves this start. He scored against Leicester, scored against Palace, scored against Everton, came on and changed the game against Fulham. I mean, what more does the bloke have to do to get a start? So he's got a start. The Gomez thing, they've done the same thing. They're playing Ruddy, not Patricio. I think it's sentiment, and I don't really like it, Johnny. <laughs> I want no, it's the radio gamers. It's not like we're putting on. Oh no, no, it's Dalberg. Not, no, it's not Dalberg or Backman. I understand that, but I mean, you've, you've it's got, not Backman. I mean, that's a statement. We've been here before. We've been here before. We played Pantillimon instead of Gomez. Now we're playing Gomez instead of Foster. Foster's been one of our best. But I just hope it works out. On the other hand, of course, there is a bit of superstition, which is if you now drop Gomez and play Foster, Foster makes a massive ricket, and everyone goes, "Why don't you play? Why don't you play Gomez?" Yeah, so yeah. maybe he's done. Maybe he's done the right thing. I trust Harry. Do you trust Harry Kelly? Is this is this is this what you would have done? I implicitly trust Harry, and I think we've all learned our lesson when we haven't trusted Harry earlier this season because we've all been there. However, I know this makes a very boring podcast as so I completely agree with everything Collins just said there. Only because for me, I love Herelio and I cried when I, I wasn't at the game, but I cried when I saw the footage of him at the end. I'm, I adore him, he's a legend. But for me, the defence is so much more solid and looks so much more assured when Foster is playing. You see Cathcart get the ball in a sticky situation. When Foster's behind him, he knows he can pass to Foster and Foster will get us out of it. Yes, I take Colin's point. Look at this. Can we just point out Hanson is getting selfies, <laughs> autographs, everyone. Um, yeah, no, so that's the, my only reservation with Aurelio. But this could be his last game. Hopefully not. Hopefully one more, as you said. So in Javi, we trust. And I completely agree with your point about Gray. I love him off the bench. Equally, in terms of motivation, Javi seems to have got that group motivated very well. If he hadn't started Gray today, what signal would that send to him? One thing that worries me is Delefeu off the bench. He's a bit of a... not. Gray comes on and makes instant impact. Does Delefeu have that? He often takes a bit of time to get into a game. But this is me, Gerard Delefeu, sending a message out to you. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> but Colin, the rest of the team, it is our team. It is what we've seen that worked well. It is that midfield pair. It is Troy Deeney. Surely that, those two things we talked about aren't important. Yeah, no, maybe not. But I also think that there's a bit of a question mark over Roberto Pereira. 
who hasn't been uh, pulling up trees lately, just had a kid, got a bit of a calf in, uh, injury. So I think there was definitely a possibility that Hughes could have come over to the left-hand side because those two, those two forward midfielders play narrow anyway and Hughes can pretty much play anywhere. And then you could have played Delafeo on the right and then you could have still had Dini and Gray. So I hope that Pereira turns up. What worries me about Pereira is that their strength, Wolves' strength, comes from their wing-backs. They fly forward, they, they, they're a bit like Liverpool, they've got two very good wing-backs and you have to stop them. And we did it very successfully up at Molyneux with Messina at left-back. Uh, and Pereira, I think that Holobas going to need a bit of protection today and I'm not sure Pereira's the man to do that. But going forward, as we saw against Palace, one single moment in the game won us the game. One pass and Gray's in. So he does have that and maybe we're going to need that, I hope so. Well, we'll see what happens over this game and this podcast. We'll, if we want to, if we feel like it, because that's emotions. We might give some comment about Hansen. This is your first Watford semi-final, your second ever Watford game. What, you know, come on, what is it like being in, in, in this stadium with these Watford fans? Absolutely amazing. This is an unbelievable atmosphere with everybody supporting the Hornets. It's, I, in North America, there isn't a club like this where they don't win trophies, but yet the support is so, so rabid. This is unique, and this is awesome, and I can't believe I'm in the middle of it. Well, you're here. Get, get, no, we, I don't like doing predictions, but are you, are you positive about what would be able to, to really put themselves out there, even if it's a loss? In Javi, I trust. Watford will do the do. Here we are at Wembley, but your first game, Hanson, was uh, the other day against Fulham. You know, you know, explain your story. How do you get such a buzz of Watford fans coming around who are uh, you know we've, we've been already for a couple of minutes and people are coming up to you how did you become a Watford fan from Vancouver so I had a friend of mine who came from Watford to, to Vancouver to, for high school and he just told me about this club you know they were like ah it's my local club Watford they're yellow and they're not very good but hey Elton John was a Sherman in the 70s and 80s and had this FA Cup semi-final against, or final against Everton in, in 84 and we finished second once and we're like yeah yeah okay and then I was playing championship manager and it's like hey Watford sure why not you know how, how hard was it to pick Watford was it like a was that did you pick Watford in championship manager for the for the challenge or was it like the, the, the just be a bit different I literally did not know any team in the in division one at that point so I was like you know what I'll pick any team hey Watford I've heard of them and that's who I picked and then from that point on, it was like, okay, you know, I had the internet, you know, just starting getting the internet back then. So I can read about them online. So it, it became one of those things where I, I would play the game, I would read about them online, and then I would just get into it. It's, it's really weird. I can't, even, I can't even describe why I'm here. And to be honest, like, I, I should not have been a supporter. But you know what? I actually don't want you to be able to explain it. I don't <laughs> want you to explain what it is that makes you a Watford fan. It's this magical thing that somehow has got us all. We're here at Wembley now. But you're your first Watford game. Mine was in 1986. Yours was this year. How do you feel about... What was the first experience of Vicarage Road like? It was absolutely surreal. I, I, I walked in, walked down Occupation Road into the, in, into the turnstiles and, and I see these colours. I'm like, only I wear yellow shirts with, with <laughs> hearts on it. And then everybody here is like, yeah, Watford, come on, you horns. Uh, it it blew my mind. I, I, it, I, I, I'm not very articulate right now because it, it was, it was, it was, it was just. It, it was. I cannot believe 
that I'm actually here after so many years. But let, let's talk about that half-time moment. You know, we were a bit disappointed at half-time. It wasn't a great end to the first half. Were you feeling the same as us, or was the euphoria taking over? Honestly, it felt just like when I was watching at home or listening at home. Oh, Watford being 1-1. With a really, you know, hanging on to get to the one-one in the second half, it, it sounds about right. You know, this was very Watfordy. It is absolutely <laughs> Watfordy. So, having watched this team come from Division Two, Division One, Championship, Premier League, go right down, Premier League, go right down, come back up. This is what I expect from Watford. It's, it's. I don't expect glory. You know, winning trophies. You know, Watford is a football club where everybody is into it. So, the first half was exactly what I. Expected in the second half. Oh, second half exceeded expectations by far. Three goals, <sighs> amazing goals. I yeah, it blew my mind. It it, it it basically lifted me up to another level. Well, I, I like to think that in the 30 years I've been going to Vicarage Road, you got the whole experience, but in 90 minutes, everything. You know, everything. You start off with you know, oh no, Watford being Watford, and then it became Watford being Watford in you know 19, 2019. So. Javi's got us playing humming. It is, it is absolutely fantastic to watch on the pitch. But we're at Wembley. This is very, very special for us to come here. Like I said, we've been here for Tottenham and it didn't feel special. But even today, the, air, the buzz going on here in the concourse before we go and even look at the pitch, it's amazing. You must be, we're buzzing. You must be double buzzing. Uh, I, I'm living a dream right now. I, I can't even describe what this is like because I never expected to be here. I never expected to be at a semi-final FA Cup match with Watford, with support, with, with Hornets all around me, going, you horns! <laughs> this, I, I don't even, I'm not even convinced that this is real. So I'm gonna go in there and enjoy it. I'm not gonna have a lot of expectations. We are who we are, but this has greatly exceeded all expectations of, of what I would, you know, for a Watford supporter. Do you, is, your, is your wife very understanding? Because if we win, you're going to have to come back every week. Uh, if we win, and I'm, I'm not even going to say it, but if there is a plane that comes from Vancouver to London around the middle of May, I might be on it, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Big game, 90 minutes ahead. Wolves are playing very well. Nuno's got them humming. So I'm not going to say anything. But, man, I would love to be here in May. I would love to be here in May. Well, we shall see. It is pre-match. We're about to go and take our seats. Uh, and this podcast will be our story of uh, Watford in the semi-final of the FA Cup against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Cornions! A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. So the rest of this podcast is going to be, uh, well, lots of people from around the world. DCW, Mike, are in New York. Colin, myself and Kelly, as you know, are here. It's Jordy and Jason are up top. Uh, we'll speak to everybody after the game. Uh, but let's see how this game goes. And you'll hear from them over the next 90 minutes. Let's go, you audits. Let's go. Half an hour through the first half, 30 minutes gone. Um, Watford controlling things without really creating too much so far. But the best thing so far has been the noise. The fans have been absolutely exceptional. A bit quiet right now, but they've been brilliant so far. So that's my mum in the background, which sums everything up. Joy just being played through, but Wolves clearing it. No real chances yet. But I tell you what, a good for opening 30 minutes. 
half time here at Wembley, you know, we're a goal down. I'm not that concerned, to be honest. I haven't uh, been really as excited as I feel I should have been ahead of this, uh, this game. Uh, either nervous or excited. I think it might be that the Palace experiences uh, are still raw and I may be slightly inoculated against them. But we were one all at, at half time in the, in the last league game and we scored three in the second half. You know, you've got to have confidence in, in what Javi can, uh, can do at half time. We haven't been any worse than Wolves apart from a very brief uh, flurry of three errors where we let them get the ball across the midfield to have a shot. And then from the resulting corner, we didn't. Uh, stop the short corner and then from the resulting cross we didn't mark very well so you know we got punished for a simple error it was within our within our grasp really to, to uh, turn this around certainly if we score next you know we'll have the momentum and we're attacking into our fans which uh, at Vicarage Road tends to do well for us kicking into the rookery so fingers crossed it's all to play for in the second half come on yawns right then you join me here in New York City at the Football Factory in Manhattan. I'm currently standing in front of an enormous New York Hornets Watford flag. It's half time and Watford are 1-0 down. So far, it all feels a little bit familiar to our other semi-final experiences that we've had. We've had most of the ball. We've had two, at least two fantastic chances. Both fell to Andre Gray, one to Will Hughes as well. Couldn't quite reproduce the volley that we saw against Fulham last week. Andre, at a moment, big call to start him. He's not taking his chances. And a set piece has done us. Unfortunately, Abdullah Decore lost his man. Doherty ghosted in at the far post, nodded it in. And the atmosphere here in New York is subdued, to say the least. But, we still believe. An hour gone. I was hoping for something to happen after half-time. Uh, things were a bit bit flat after the Wolves goal. Uh, obviously had that, that chance late on and uh, just wanted something to happen. Uh, Wolves seem to be happy to let us play football in their half, but they're not giving us any space whatsoever. It, it, it's a real struggle at the moment. I think we, we're not not quite got that creative spark out there we're persisting with the sort of diagonal balls from just inside our half to sort of cross to, to Troy to knock down and it's just not enough space and, and Wolves look like they m may profit on the counter attack against us and it's trouble and that's a goal 2-0 and I think that unfortunately could be that Right, there we go, there we go. 90 minutes gone, it is extra time. Two goals, wow, two goals. First wow goal from Delefeu, and then Dini. We, uh, everyone's going to pee, pee stop. It's extra time. Wow. Right, who knows where this is gonna go, but this is a better, far better performance than we've seen at Wembley from Watford for a long, long time. And they kept going, they kept going and they got the two goals that they need and that they deserved. So, off we go. Extra time. You want?
Uh, this is the noise at the start of the second period of added time. Yamma is coming on, and I've got a confession. I completely forgot to record anything throughout this. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I've never hugged my stepdad like it, that's for sure. When Delafeu scored that second, well, third, should I say, this is just incredible. The guts in this team. I've barely got any voice. I don't know if you can hear it, and I'm pretty lost for words. So 17 minutes added time gone, 3-2, hoping we hold on. Yes! Yes, Watford! We've done it! 2-0 down! 2-0 down in the FA Cup semi-final! We came back! We did it! Gerard Delefeo with the first, with a lovely goal! Troy Deeney with a penalty in the last minute! And then Jerry again in extra time! Wolves, they're nowhere! They were nowhere! They had the first half, they were 2 up, and then they've gone! They've gone! We're in the FA Cup final! We're in the FA Cup final! First time since 1984! We've done it! Yes! Come on, you Orns! We're the Orns, you're the Orns. Come on, you Orns! Right, here we are outside Wembley. Colin? <laughs> Colin! You've just heard a bunch of people be a little bit flat, maybe, over being 2 0 down. But we've left Wembley sort of on a high. No! I think the biggest high I've ever had as a football fan from being behind and winning that game 3 2. Wow. We weren't really in the game very much. We had good spells in the first half. <laughs> then they got. Wait! A, wait! They got wait! A wait. They, no! You want, what do you want? We're in the final of the FA Cup, Colin. Let's do that bit first. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> We're in the final. We're playing Man City, and they'll be more scared than we will be. They will be more scared. But now we can do the analysis, right? So, like you say, what, we were never in that game. Was well, anybody in that game then? Are you saying? I think that they looked more dangerous when they got on the break, and, and they got a couple of good goals, and it, and it looked like it was just going to peter out, and then. Having said that, I didn't think Delafeu would make a good impact substitute coming <laughs> off the bench. Well, that just shows you how much I know about. It's recorded, Colin. It's recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Football after 50-something years of watching it. <laughs> so he comes on and, uh, and everything seems to change. His, his first goal. I mean, if Messi had scored that goal, everyone would be drooling all over the world. He just got the boy standing in the, he's standing in the penalty area. And no one's near him. No. And he goes, oh, all right then. And he sort of chips it. Where shall I put that <laughs> yeah, ball? Exactly. I'm going to put that in the very top corner. But his second goal was, was pure, pure class. And in the early part of the season, we haven't seen finishing from him like that. And that was reminiscent of his goals at Cardiff, where the ball came to him and he's got a defender on his shoulder and his first touch was beautiful. And then he just, he just passes it round Ruddy and into the far into the far post and it's a beautiful beautiful goal but the real drama of the whole afternoon <laughs> was at 92nd minute a penalty yeah really out of nowhere they were looking the, the drama wasn't the actual giving the penalty the drama was waiting for VAR to confirm it and I was thinking oh god VAR's going to like ruin football forever because they're not giving us our penalty that we absolutely deserve but I love VAR it's a fantastic thing and we got yeah. The penalty that Troy uh, did what Troy does. Apparently, it was no doubt. I got a text almost as, as the moment it was given. I got a text saying it's an absolute stone cold penalty. They're checking it, but it's a pen. That was like, oh. and then I thought, <laughs> oh, but it's Jonathan Oliver. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, and then it wasn't. It wasn't his best pen, but he got the job done. Yeah. And I did think, and I did think in extra time that they started to tire. And also, they'd taken off 
Yeah, they take it off like, what I would regard as two of their most attacking players. Yeah, yeah and defenders. So then that's the gamble you, you take, isn't it? Obviously, because we're behind, we haven't done that. And then in the extra time, I thought our fitness showed. Yeah. And I think the depth of our squad, we, we've played about 25 players this, this season. I think they've played about 14 or 15. And I think those players suddenly looked like they had a lot of games in their legs. And they didn't make, once we got the third goal, even though they huffed and puffed, got a couple of corners. Uh, I, I didn't really. They didn't look like they, they didn't look like they quite had the belief. But it's an extraordinary story. It's an extraordinary story to come from two 0 down with six, after 65, 67 minutes and, and and have that will to win to get back in the game. I mean, it's unbelievable, John. It's it's, it's probably the most extraordinary moment. I mean, for decades, isn't it? Well, look, you go back to the Deeney goal. You go back to a, a, a 30 second period where <laughs> a, a, a team. <laughs> Never in doubt. <laughs> I could go back, Jordy, some of our. I, I could look at our WhatsApp group, Jordy, and see see where and when and in doubt if that ever happened. But Colin and I, we've discussed. We just got to you and that, that substitution. But at sixty, how many minutes? I don't care, sixty odd minutes, Jordy. You, did you did you ever in any part of your body feel like it was going to happen? Yeah, to be honest, I did. I, I mean, uh, you, and uh, when I did, you put any money on that? Well, there's no, there's no, there's no phone coverage, and my phone has got absolutely like no, no phone coverage in Wembley, and I wouldn't have put money in anyway because that would have jinxed it. But for the whole, I felt a lot more nervous for the Palace game, for the quarterfinal, for this, and I, I don't know if the if the semi-final and the playoff have inoculated me against kind of any expectation, so I'm kind of devoid of any emotion. But I didn't feel, even now, I don't feel like ridiculously elated. It's just like it's happened. And oh, 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 Jordy, yeah, we're in the FA Cup final. I know, I know. This is, this is what's weird about it. I'm starting to wonder if maybe I need to see a doctor. You know, I'm kind of turning a psychopath or something. No, no emotion. But I mean, it's it, it, for me it, today was like um, the Watford we knew, like the one that was uh, defensively frail on occasions and lacked cutting edge for 70 minutes, and then it was like the new Watford where if we get the ball, and we run at you, we can do you, and. I always felt if we could score, we could get a second. And I felt at, at full time, if they, if, they, if they went three two up, we could still come back and draw this three three. I didn't feel at any point that we were beaten because I didn't see that. If this had been Man City two 0 up against us, I'd have said, you know, it's just too difficult. But I didn't see anything in Wolves that that scared me, and what, that's what frustrated me that it was two bad bits of defending, letting the ball go across midfield, letting them have a shot, not closing down the short corner, then not defending like three. In, two, in, a very, in a very even game, it was three mistakes that cost us the first goal, and then the second goal was sloppy as well. But I knew, and I'd seen obviously the two chances that Andre Gray had, that we had it. We, if we if we did it, we could we could create something. And you know, and you know, there's, that's wondering about De La Feu. Basically, he saved all his composure all season. He hasn't used any of it in front of goal because he knew he'd need it now. And you know, and if I guess when when you when you play these games, you need these certain players to step up. And a guy who's been educated at La Masia in Barcelona for him you know for us it's just like oh my god it's a semi-final for Watford for him it's like well I, you know Champions League but Real Madrid you know he's used to these big things so when he went through it, it didn't phase him and you know shout out to Troy as well for for the composure at the end because I was that's probably the one moment I did think you know this is this, this is this is very Watford to get a last minute penalty to get just to equalize it but you know we put it away and you know I think we need to start believing you know forget little old Watford we can we can do stuff and Maybe maybe my lack of excitement was the fact that we have Man City waiting for us, and therefore there's like a uh, feeling. But you know what? You know what? We, we'll we, talk about that in a minute. I was I was at the Wigan final, 
and when Ben Watson scored the winner. So you know, anything's possible now. Let's just let's just enjoy it. Yeah, and let's enjoy. It. But Jason, there were there. Like I say, we, we, it's very easy for us now to, to stand oh, here and sort of say, hey, you know, we knew that they were going to come back. We felt good. But did you? Did you really feel that? No, I didn't. When, when we got the goal, they give you a chance. And there's a, a goal at 2-0 to 2-1. There's always a bit of a momentum shift. Um, Wolves were sitting back deeper and deeper and seemed perfectly happy to allow us and then to try and get us on the break. But they weren't really breaking. We were, we were putting the pressure on, I think, in the right places retaining possession whenever they got it away we were picking the ball up again sort of around about the halfway and they were rarely rarely doing what they normally do well which is which is break and catch us on the counter Gomez had a cut the saves tonight but the, the, the trouble is when you when you tee one down that time just sucks away so quickly and you think we've well, we got yeah we've got time now to we've got 10 minutes to get back into it and all of a sudden it's like oh no it's injury time it's like where's, where's it going to come from and you sort of just things weren't quite dropping for us and you just thought this isn't going to be our day and then all of a sudden I'll see the, the challenge in the box the penalty and then and then you see you remember VAR and there's VAR oh god there's VAR oh no, oh no they're taking a long time oh no they're going to and you just think oh my god this is oh, so so difficult to watch and sort of bear and sort of incredible but um, I've never been so nervous in a Watford game ever I, I think and I sort of went from I went from nervous to deflated when the second goal went in I was I was sort of yeah I was I was done I think I was saying yeah that's it we're going to struggle to honestly did you feel that because yes my um, coping with football brain that I have to have to make me get through games like this I say to myself okay 2-0 down we did really well there and they got two set plays and that's why they've beaten us and we're 2-0 down but hey we we might keep going and well done lads for, for doing really well I really though, but no, that, I, I didn't feel like that. I was, I was depressed. Yeah, after the second one, but I saw, I can't believe it. So it's our seventh cup semi-final. We're gonna we're gonna lose another one uh, because yeah, we weren't quite on it. But then the momentum shifted, and and, and Delafoe's goal totally changed the game. They suddenly looked like, oh my god, we're a newly promoted side, and we're up against quite an experienced Watford side, and we're gonna have to. It's all gonna be in the trenches now because they're going to come and come and actually they didn't need to do that Wolves I didn't think I thought they were still pretty much in control of the game even after the first one went in but the mentality changed and and all right we're a bit it's a bit you get a bit of good luck to get a pen on that late in the game but there was a point though we we were relentless we were at least my brain will remember this forever we're relentless for the last 10 minutes we were relentless and, and and that shows that I think the thing that really told was whatever's been going on in training uh, in pre-season and through the season we are one of the fittest sides in this league there's no question about it and in that extra time it really 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 told they looked tired even the players that come on looked tired and we didn't look tired uh, and, and, the, and the third goal the break the pass from Gray the touch from Delafoe the passing to the net you know you can't do that unless you're really really fit after nearly 120 minutes of football so I think that was really in our favour I think it will be in our favour at the final um, we can forget about the final now. We've got six games to finish seventh. <laughs> so, so we forget about the final until the beginning of May or whenever. But it, it's just it's just a brilliant moment in Watford history, and we're all here experiencing it. And, it. and it's something that I don't think I thought I would ever really see again. Coming up to the Premier League is great. Struggling to stay in it, wanting to stay in it, but getting this cup run and and getting to the final and having to 
having to play those those billionaires I, I can't wait I literally can't wait and if we rob them of the quadruple I will be the happiest man in England <laughs> not England the world I suspect it's <laughs> the wider world of football but it was right is there is there anything negative we can be about maybe hey hey Jordy let's be a bit um, let, let's think about positively going to this uh, final that we've got coming up you know the FA Cup final that we're going to be playing in yeah you know, the FA Cup final yeah. is there anything you would say differently to how Watford approached this game that you think you know what lads that was lovely we made it through this game but next time you've got to be on it and you're going to do this instead well not concede the first two goals of the game <laughs> you know, I don't want to come across like a tactical you know <laughs> tactical genius here but let's, let's not give Man City a team or lead okay. uh, you know because I don't think we're going to get the same opportunity to come back um, as we did uh, as we did today uh, I, th- I think um, I think the game was just very equal you know, it was, there's nothing in it. We we created a couple of chances. You know, uh, Andre had a, had a couple of chances to, to score for us. I think Javi, you know, had a you know, in a look in hindsight, so a tactical masterstroke. You know, <laughs> had a couple of chances, and then he gave Dale Feu something to prove when he came off the pit, off the bench. And uh, and it, and had had uh, Andre scored those chances, it would have been brilliant. Well done for putting him in a striker on form. And when he didn't, put Dale Feu on, and he said, "Well, you got show me what you can do. Show me you belong on the, in the first team." So. I think I think against Man City it's gonna be very different. I think you know this was a game where it was 50-50. You know, I was talking to a lot of Wolves fans. It's all very jovial before the game. They were just as kind of excited to be here as we, as we were, uh, and, and no one expected to go through. I think if you're Man City, you're expecting to beat Watford. I think we're we're the big uh, barrier to them getting their quadruple in their minds. That will work in our favour because our season now is focused on one game, whereas they've got a lot of. Uh, a lot of things to focus on and I think the unusual thing is whereas Watford always look like Watford you know let's announce the man of the match when it's 2-1 and give it to <laughs> the Jimenez yeah yeah let's yeah. do that because it's only little old Watford well two words and the second one is you and the first one I won't put on the podcast <laughs> but but for Man City we've got pretty much everybody outside the blue part of Manchester cheering for us probably most people in Europe cheering for us so you know we're suddenly going to be we're on a big stage but we're we're going to be the the not the favourites to win, but the favourites for the, the team that has the most amount of support or the most teams wanting them to win. So I think, you know, let's just go and enjoy it. Let, let's talk about the let, outside of the obvious, you know, ch- changes that Harry made. Um, the midfield, Jason, and even, you know, the, 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 let's say, everyone apart from the attackingness of that team was clear, obvious, and especially in the last 15 minutes, was go, go, go. It was, and it was, it was probably quite, quite difficult because we were... We were very narrow today. We were sort of the players we had, where Pereira was sort of playing in a, in a much more central role, giving a bit of freedom to sort of buzz about a bit, but sort of based from the centre. To then attack, and we've all setting up defensively, to then attack, we've got to go wide and attack wide. Um, and obviously, full backs were getting up, and they were, I think they were a bit tired at the end. I don't know if that sort of led to them picking up knocks or whatever. Um, and you sort of wonder, yeah, how, how can we break these guys down? How can we break them open? And, and it, we were struggling to get with. So I think in an attacking sense, it wasn't a, as obvious as you might think. I think that our fullbacks, well, there was a number of players that really, really stood out. I thought Holobas had possibly one of his greatest games in the Watford shirt. Yeah. I thought Kiko on the other side ran and ran and ran and ran and said he could run no more and had to be substituted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the person that stood out for me and he has stood out all season and I think today's performance puts him absolutely in the box seat for player of the season is a certain Frenchman <laughs> and perhaps not the one you would expect me to say <laughs> Etienne Capoue. And what's interesting about Capoue... Hang on, so you're, you're now saying, what you're saying is that 
that Javi's choice to put Gomez in goal has ruined Ben Watson's uh, Ben yeah. Foster's. No, no, no not at all. But if you talk about outfield players, I, I thought, I and mean, if you're watching Kapu at the end on the pitch, he was the one that was most animated in celebration. He was he was thumping his the badge with his arm, and he was and he was doing it like just before the beginning of extra time. He came running up to our end, like, come on, he's like getting everyone singing. He did it again at half time. Like, he really, really wants this. I can tell that he really wants to win a trophy at Watford, and he led the team imperiously today. He tackled, he, he ran himself into the ground. His passing was good. I thought he was he was the best player on the pitch really from the, if you look at the whole 120 minutes I thought he was so out the man of the match was given out too early oh, way too early <laughs> I, I don't know why can't they wait till final whistle why are they giving it out before the final whistle it's a joke I think just to echo what Colin was saying where I, I was sat up, right up the back and seeing Kapu on from that angle where you kind of got the whole field of vision of the pitch you do, you do see the, the, the spaces you can see you get an opportunity like two or three moves ahead and you can see the players that can see those two or three moves ahead and he just he glides he's like a he's like a deluxe Dalek he hasn't got legs <laughs> you know he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not slow and monotonous and can't climb stairs he just like hovers it's like air hockey he's like, he, just, he just moves around the pitch like he's not really running he's got that kind of language style but then he just slows it down he's got plenty of time to find the pass he can see the pass before he gets it and you can see he shapes his body for it I mean he, you can see that he is, a, he is a, like a class above a lot of the players on that pitch and you know, and, and Wolves had a lot of good players. I thought I thought Jimenez looked really good in the first half. His movement, again, from that angle I was at, you could really see him getting in front of Cathcart, reading the runs, because Wolves were unadverse to knocking it long. No. You know, all this kind of always Watford against like, this Portuguese kind of uh, inspired kind of total football team. It was, and they knock it long as, as you know more than we do, arguably. And I thought Jimenez was good, but you know, uh, and I thought he fed to, to that point. He probably deserved the man of the match because he scored the, what looked like being the winning goal. But the game wasn't over, and. Kapu was imperious. I thought he was brilliant. Colin, you recorded a uh, special Hornet Heaven uh, bit about being in the final, which I've refused to edit for the last week because <laughs> you recorded it and it was all about if Watford would Watford made the final. It's happened now. Let in the we've never won a FA Cup, so yes, we could be absolutely Watford history by winning it in a few weeks' time, but. In that sort of Hornet heaven, in the, the ethos and the history of it all, this, you know, I said this is the best Watford game I've ever been to. Because I love a comeback. Um, it wasn't comfortable. But this has got to sit there. Even if we stop the season now, with unbelievable in terms of what Watford are and what we've achieved this year. Well, and and what, how Hornet heaven would look at us. Well, obviously, it's going to be one of the great highlights, and they'll be watching it for hundreds of years to come, as we will be when we yeah. get there. But it reminded me—it reminded me of something that Graham Taylor said when he left the club. In I think he said it when he left the club in '87. He said, "Whoever, whoever comes in, I really want them to surpass me. I want them to do something I couldn't do." And the only thing that he didn't do was win the league because we came second, and win the cup because we came runners-up. And if Havi manages to get us to that trophy then he will have he will have in that one instance if you like su- surpassed Graham Taylor he'll never no one will ever surpass Graham Taylor obviously in, in the macro but in the micro he will have won us a trophy which we've never done and I, that, I think that it couldn't happen to a, a nicer man and I think he's quite reminiscent of Graham Taylor in some way his values his ethos the way he deals with the players the way the players respond to him the way they fight for him the way they fight for each other is very Graham Taylor-esque this football team at the moment and I for one absolutely love watching them thank you very much this is from the Rick Wind.
It looks like we've got another podcast to do uh, at the end of this season when Watford will be back here at Wembley Stadium, the National Stadium, and we'll be playing Manchester City, whoever they are, uh, in an FA Cup final. Come on, you all.